Thanks for joining us today on the Centerpoint podcast coming from the Loft on Main in Danville, Kentucky. For more information, check us out at centerpointdanville.com. Um, and I think it's really, really awesome um, just, just to like kind of think about that and unravel, you know, what would Jesus undo? What are the things that Jesus, um, that really grieves the heart of God? And what would Jesus say, you know, I want to take that away. I want to undo that um, so that you can have something better. So week one, we talked about spiritual apathy and how Jesus would undo a lukewarm spirit. And last week, uh, we had the, 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 it was really, really awesome. I was very sick, but I know that it was great. Um, last week, we talked about how he would undo hollow worship and how Jesus wants, to, um, wants us to worship him, not just with a song, but with our lifestyle and how we can't put worship into a box. Um, but for today, I want to start our talk with a story. Um, how many, okay, so I work in Lexington. How many of y'all had been back from Lexington to Danville? Just about everyone in here, right? I've been on that Nicholasville Road, and just Nicholasville Road from New Circle to Manowar is just like New York City. It's just so busy. Um, but I was on my way home from work, and I was just driving, you know, listening to my music, you know, jamming out, Chance the Rapper, let's go. And... I was, there's like a lane right after Man of War that kind of like, there's like a fourth lane and it kind of comes over and it makes three, you know, that kind of lane, like I need to get around all this traffic lane. Um, and so I'm in, I'm in the, you know, the one beside it and I'm driving and, you know, I check my mirrors, you know, make sure ain't nobody try to catch me riding dirty and I'm driving and I, no one's behind me. So I'm like, we're good, you know, just going. And then out of nowhere, this minivan just comes and like in the very last moment almost hits me and cuts in front of me. And, you know, I prayed a prayer. And then I had to pray another prayer to ask God to forgive me for the prayer. I just prayed. <laughs> but as, you know, they slammed on their brakes uh, because the person in front of me was going, you know, normal speed, like all of us on the road except for them. As they slammed on their brakes and I slammed on mine, after my frustration and my eyes, you know, weren't red anymore, I noticed something. I noticed a bumper sticker. And it wasn't just any bumper sticker. It was a WWJ. A WWJD bumper sticker. And then they even had the little Jesus fish emblem thing, you know, and like kid, kid, cat, dog, mom, dad, grandma. And I'm like, ooh, I don't know what Jesus would do. I know he wouldn't cut me off, but I know what he would undo. He would undo your driver's license because you do not need to be on the road, okay? You need to calm down. Um, and hopefully none of you all have done that. And if you have cut somebody off, may, hopefully you don't have, you know, anything that says center point or Jesus, uh, <laughs> you know, on your bumper sticker. Um, but today um, we're going to be talking about something that I think really grieves um, the the heart of God, an attitude and a behavior that really breaks his heart. Jesus would undo hypocrisy. Those who who claim to be one thing and live another way. Jesus would undo hypocrisy. And I want to ease into this, you know, slowly. That's why I made y'all laugh first. Uh, Because it's really, really hard to see hypocrisy in ourselves, right? Like, uh, how about this? Um, raise your hand if you know a hypocrite. Okay. Raise your hand if you're sitting next to it. No, don't. <laughs> don't raise your hand, okay? You know, let's not do that because they could probably say the same thing about you. But 
Um, this is a, a subject that I think the, the church also um, belittles at times, you know? Like, what is the main reason why people don't come to church or don't follow God? Because church is full of a bunch of what? Yeah, so you've heard it, huh? And you know, sometimes we say back, well, we're all a bunch of hypocrites. There's one seat for you because we're all hypocrites too. Amen to you. But I think that saying that sometimes dismisses some real hurt that people are going through. You know, they, they looked up to someone who was in the church and were disappointed by their actions. Um, I, know, I know for me, I've been hurt by, you know, people in the church and, you know, actually the person that like brought my wife to Christ um, was involved in some really, really hurtful things. And so I don't know if it would maybe like if you've been through that, maybe it was a youth pastor or maybe it was like your mom and dad, you know, they come to church and it's all smiles, but as soon as they get home, it's all yells. And for me, I've like found healing. Um, it's taken a long time but I found healing from that and from that hurt. And, but some people, don't, some people don't get that hurt or that healing. Some people are so hurt by hypocrites in the church that they run away from God because, because God despises hypocrisy because it's a, it's a horrible sin. So what would Jesus undo? I think that Jesus would undo hypocrisy. This is what um, Brennan Manning says. Brennan Manning is not Peyton Manning's um, the, the, like, theologian brother, um, but this is what Brendan Manning says. He says, the single greatest cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips and walk out the door and deny him with their actions. This is, the unbelie- this is what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. So I want to say, like, you know, what hypocrisy is and what hypocrisy isn't, because I know that, you know, sometimes we struggle with that. Hypocrisy is, is, is not the disparity between what we do and what we wish we did. It's not that. It's not, you know, it's not, you know I don't want to do this, but I did this. I don't want to think that thought, but I had that thought. It's, it's not, I wish I didn't do bad things, and sometimes I do. That's just sin. That's just sinning. There's a big difference between sinning and being hypocritical. Hypocrisy is the gap between what we show and who we are. It is the difference between what, who we say we are, what we say, and how we live. The difference between our public persona and our private characteristics. So Jesus would undo the show. Jesus would undo the mask. Now, I know this is, you know, pretty crafty. You know, thanks, Amy, you're awesome. But Jesus would undo the mask. And if I was to preach like this, it'd be pretty weird, you know? I'm not a Jabberwocky. But, you know, if, if, if I was to preach like this, it'd be weird. But I believe that a lot of Christians do this exact thing. They put on a mask. And they, and they, and they hide everything else in the background. You know, you got, you got your, your angry hypocrite, you know? You don't smoke, you don't drink, you don't chew. And you don't run the girls that do, you know? Or the happy, the happy hypocrite, oh, praise God. God is so good. I love Jesus. But behind closed doors, they're angry and mad. Oh, thank you so much for choosing Center Point. 
I don't know, this Georgina, it may be their first time. They're wearing blue jeans to church. You don't wear blue jeans to church. Um, thank you so much for choosing our church this morning. We're so blessed to have, we're going to have to pray for them. Let's wait to prayer meeting. We're going to pray for their kids too. You know, oh, I love church, churchy, churchy all morning. Oh, God is so good. I love the donuts I got to have this morning. But when they were on their way to work, our church, they just argued with their spouse and they yelled at their kids all the way here. Jesus would undo hypocrisy. He hates it. Paul said this in, in Titus. He says this in, in first, and I think it best represents what, hypo, what hypocrisy is. He says this in Titus 1.16. He says, they claim to know God, but their actions, but with their actions, they deny him. They claim to know God, but with their actions, they deny him. And Jesus spoke directly to the hypocrite. He says, he says don't, give with, with, um, with, don't give so that everyone can see you. You know, I'm so generous. I am gin, gin, generous, gin, gin, generous, gin. Look all my gin, 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 generosity. You know, they give, they give like they, I, I don't know, we don't do this, but at an old church I used to go to, they had like the, like the little pans that you, you know, passed during offering. And they would like put a $100 bill in and look dead at you. And then hand, like slowly hand it to you. And then like you put your $2 in because that's all you got. You know, I'm a grateful giver. All I got is two bucks. But that's hypocrisy. Don't give so that other people can see you. Or, you know, they pray so that they can be heard. Or they fast and let everybody know that they're fasting, you know. Like they come, like, hey, you guys want to come out to eat? Yeah, let's go out to dinner. And then they, they get to the dinner table. They're like, I'll have a water with a lemon. Thank you. They even pick up their menu and like look at it. And then when it gets to their turn, oh no, I'm fasting today. Oh no, I'm, I'm not gonna eat. Sorry guys, I'm fasting. Like no one cares if you're fasting. If you're denying your physical, you should have denied the invitation to come to Guadalajara. We came here to get the devil special, add fajita vegetables. Please don't come, don't fast so everyone can see you. That is hypocrisy. And Jesus despises hypocrisy. He says this in Matthew 23, 27 to 28 and 33. He says, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. He's, he yelled on that one to us, exclamation mark in my Bible. For you are like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly you appear to be beautiful, but within you are full of dead people's bones and uncleanliness. Uncleanness. You serpents. You bored of vipers. How will you escape the sentence being sentenced to hell? So what is a hypocrite? It's a person that wants to look good on the outside, but has no desire to follow God on the inside. They want to put on a, a public, an illusion of public virtue, but inwardly they're full of privacy and secrets. And it's very interesting to me how, like, Jesus didn't say, woe to you who say bad words. Or, like, woe to you who, who sometimes watch bad things on Netflix or, or Hulu. Or woe to you who, you know, ha have, you know, listened to, to rap music. He didn't say, woe to you who do bad things. He said, woe to you who do bad things and act like you don't. Woe to you who put on a show. Not woe to you 
who are imperfect. And if you would agree with me, I think that social media is like the perfect place to, to, to be a hypocrite. Like it's like a breeding ground for hypocrisy. Am I right? Like you can go, oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. everyone, I, I'm glad we all agree. Um, but you could go on there and my friend says the best, you know, you post the best and hide the rest, right? You know, you, you post about your family, you post about all these things. Oh, my husband is such a good man. He loves me with all his heart. I made him dinner tonight. Look at these canned peas. I just love, I just love my husband. But in actuality, you really don't like him. And when you see him, you have bad thoughts. Y'all don't even sleep in the same bed. Oh, it's me and the guys, me and the bros. We're bros. Iron sharpens iron. We're working on us and we're working on our bodies. Look at my biceps. But I'm not really even concerned about what he's going through or the addictions he may have. I don't really care about how he treats his wife. Oh, it's me and my devotional and my coffee and my notebook and my book and my other book and my other coffee and my water. Because you can't have coffee. You can't have Bible study without coffee. And you can't have Jesus without coffee. Jesus, coffee, and a nap. That's all I need. But I spent more time getting that photo ready than I did actually inside of my word. Oh my gosh, look at this selfie. Made in his beautiful image. Hashtag no filter. Hashtag you're lying. Hashtag it took you 500 photos to get that one photo. Hashtag I really am not okay with the way I look. You be on social media all day long. Everything is great. I love my kids. I love my car. Look at this new car God has blessed me with. My family's amazing. Look at all of us. But really, I'm struggling. I don't know how I'm going to make it financially. I really don't trust God. And I yell at my kids all day. What would Jesus undo? He would undo a spirit of hypocrisy. When, when what you show is different from who you are. Woe to you, Jesus says. How will you escape being condemned to hell? And if you feel a little uncomfortable right now, like that's a good thing. Because that means you're self-aware. If you're feeling uncomfortable, good. Because there's some people like, oh, I'm so glad that Jeff is preaching about hypocrisy because they needed to hear this. I'm so glad that I invited them to church this morning because they need to hear about how they do not need to be no hypocrite because I'm tired of them doing this and doing that. And they're missing it. They're missing it. If you're feeling uncomfortable, like, that's a good thing because that means that that you are realizing maybe some inconsistencies. And that means that you are willing, like, in your open to God's voice. You're open to, to God's voice. And I want you to know this morning that there is hope for the hypocrite in all of us. This is what Jesus says in, in Matthew 23. Um, we're going back to Matthew 23. 20, he says this in verse 25 and 26. He says, Woe to you, pharaohs and scribes, for you 
For you clean the outside of the cup and the plate, but on the inside you're full of greed and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisee, you must first clean the cup, or clean the inside of the cup and the plate, that the outside may be clean. Like first, instead of going out and showing things, first let the Spirit of God, like the works of God, do something in you, and like spiritually and intimately. And then once you have been conformed to the image of God through the works within you and the, like through God's word transforming you, then out of an outflow of who you are becoming and who God has made you, then you could be a reflection of his good work, not as an act so that everyone can just, you know, see who you are, but, but from born through true spiritual work on the inside. Um, and I want to tell a story about my mask. Um, so growing up, I was introduced, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, raised in a church or a Christian home. Um, and so growing up, I was introduced to a lot of harmful things. Um, and one of the most detrimental um, was pornography. And when you're in the world, you don't hide that. You know, men don't hide that. It's like a badge of, of manhood in the world. But when I got to church, uh, at a very young age, I realized how detrimental it was and how much, like, people actually judge you because you struggle with it and how, like, bad and harmful it could be for, like, someone's life. And so I hid it. I put on the mask. And I would, you know, talk about God's grace and God's goodness. I go to church and I, and I worship you know, I talk about, talk to my friends about how, man, God, he'll just heal you, bro. Like, God is so good, man. I was talking about freedom that I wasn't even, like, experiencing in myself. I would go to church on Sunday and then throughout the week be bound in chains to a, to a sin that was ugly and consuming me. And one day, uh, I was with, well, back when Lindsay and I were dating, um, we were laying down, we were watching TV, and so, so random, like what? So random. But she looked at me while we were watching Chopped, um, great show, and she was like, do you struggle with porn? And like almost immediately, years of hurt and pain and like loss and like self-hurt, like all these things kind of just hit me all at once. And I began to cry. Like, I looked at her and cried. And I said, yes, yeah, since I was 10 years old. And instead of, something, like, amazing happened. Instead of, like, her yelling at me or, or, or slapping me in the face, you stupid, you stupid boy, you know, how could you go through this? Or, or, or yelling out, running out the room and, like, hurt, she looked at me with, with eyes that, I will never forget. And it was the eyes of Jesus. And she said, that's not you. You're pure. You have a pure heart. That's not you. And in that moment, the mask fell off. In that moment, I received freedom. 
In that moment, I received grace. In that moment, I received the love of God. And God has transformed me since that moment and given me new eyes and a new heart. And since that moment, I will, I, my life has forever be, will forever be changed. And it was all because the mask came off. And so to a lot of you, uh, or to some of you, because I know the statistics, that may resonate well. Um, but to some, it may not. But I, I don't want you to miss, miss this because a lot of us have these masks that we put on. I go to church every Sunday. I love my family. Look at my family. Look at all their hair. I did it. But I demean my kids and I yell all day. Look at my Bible post. I'm in my Bible app. I'm doing 14 Bible studies all at once. but I'm not really trusting God with my life. I don't really know who God is, really. I don't even know what scripture I read last night. I go to youth group. Look at me, youth group. I'm in living room. Look at us. But I'm really not even passionate about God or passionate about what Jesus has for me or even tell people about who God is. I'm honest. I'm living an honest life. I'm so honest. But no one has really asked me about my addictions, so I'm not going to say anything about them. I want you to realize this morning, you can go your entire life being honest and hide things and never tell anyone anything. That's why I would rather be vulnerable and open than be honest and hidden. Because that was me. I was the one with the mask on. And no one, no one asked me, no one really, you know, asked me about what was really going on in my life. And so I never showed it. I would rather be a vulnerable and honest sinner than a lying and deceptive hypocrite. And that, because that's what happened to me on that day. Jesus shined his love and his grace on a dark place that I hid. So if, if, if you hear anything today, and if you're writing something down, if you want to tweet something, if you want to make this a status, make it a status. But I pray that you live it. Let's not be hypocrites. Hear this. Jesus has zero tolerance for hypocrites. He hates it. He despises it. Like we talked in week one, it makes him want to vomit. It makes him want to throw up, throw you up. He has zero tolerance for hypocrites, but he has unlimited grace for a sinner in need for forgiveness. Jesus can't stomach the show, but when you drop the mask and you say, forgive me, Lord, heal me, Lord, God, change me, redeem me, his answer is always yes. His answer will always be yes. Because he did not come for the people who who looked good. He did not come for the righteous. He came for the sinner. He did not come for the healthy. He came for the sick. Jesus has zero tolerance for hypocrites. But he has unlimited grace for a sinner. And I know you may may be thinking, you know, well, what if they found me out? What if, they, what if they see that I'm hiding something? 
What if they, what if they know that I'm, I'm living one life and on the outside and not living another on the inside? What if they see me? I want you to know this morning that you have nothing to fear when you have nothing to hide. You have nothing to fear in the presence of God and his grace in the community of grace when you are hiding nothing. This is what Proverbs 23, or sorry, 28 and 13 says. Whoever conceals their sin does not prosper. But the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. Whoever's living their life under a mask will never find any gain. But when you drop the mask, you will find unlimited grace and unlimited mercy. This is a prayer that I think we should all pray every single morning. Um, it's a very beautiful prayer that, that David prayed um, in Psalms, and I, I just love it. Psalms 30, 139, 23, and 24. He says, search me, O God. Know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there is any grievance in Grievance, grievance way in me and lead me to the way everlasting. Search me, God. Search me, Lord. Is there anything, is there any way that I'm wearing the mask and I don't even know it? Is there anything that I'm doing, God, that, that I'm hiding from other people? Lord, show me that. Because, because in you, I will find freedom. So what is, a, what is hypocrisy? Hypocrisy is the gap between what we show and who we are. And I want you to know this morning, you don't fill that gap with perfection. You don't fill that gap with just going to church. You don't fill that gap by, you know, a Facebook status or making people think that you're this, making people think that you're that. You don't fill that gap with perfection. You fill that gap with Christ. You fill that gap with his love. And yeah, it's going to hurt. Yeah, it's going to be painful. But on the other side of it, there's so much freedom. There's so much grace. Trust me, I've experienced it. I know what it feels like to be freed. So what better time than today to drop the mask and say, this is who I am, God. This is who I am. Lord, change me. Lord, I know how I'm living does not line up with your word. God, please change me. Heal me. I know that his answer is always yes. Always. And you will receive peace and grace that is beyond all understanding. And some of you may think, you know, well, if I go up and I go pray or, you know, they may find me out. Good. Good. 
is good. Because then, out of your mess, there's a message. And, you know, maybe it may just not be a you and God moment that you need to have. Maybe it's a you and someone else, you know. Hey, man, I'm, I'm sorry that I've, I've had a mask this whole time and I've been saying I'm something and not living it. I've been going to church been one way and, and going home and being someone totally different. So what if someone finds out that you have issues and you're a sinner? You're right. Because I'd rather be a vulnerable sinner than a lying and deceptive hypocrite. Because Jesus has zero tolerance for hypocrisy. But he has unlimited grace for the sinner. That's right. Hey, Jesus. Um, God, we just, I thank you for who you are. I thank you for your grace and your mercy. God, I pray that um, we can have a real moment with you, a real moment where we, where we accept your love, a real moment where we drop the mask, a real moment where we say, hey, here's my life, take my life. And I pray against the, the lie that the devil is saying right now, they're gonna know who, they're gonna know, they're gonna find out, you're too dirty, that's a lie. God says, I come to make you new. I come to make you clean. I died. I died for every sin you could ever commit. I pray, Jesus, that, that in this moment we are able to come clean and drop the mask. Because when we drop the mask, Lord, you get the glory. And we can look back and we say, hey, love built this. Love changed me. God changed me. Look what God has done inside of my life. Lord, we love you. We praise you because you're so good. And we thank you for rain. We thank you. It's your beautiful and lovely name we pray. Amen.